When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Stop on Pockets. I'm at Yoko, Jesse Marie, and you don't know who I am because I don't look at you anymore. And you're fired with your YouTube videos. And make sure to subscribe to Blippi.com. Blippi.com! <laughs> and Lindsay is not my best friend. That's your babysitter. That's your babysitter. No, she's not anymore. She's fire <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) maybe not the greatest idea to have my nephew do my intro. I mean, come on, he's adorable. And for those of you wondering why he sounds like he smokes a pack a day, he was born with a congenital issue and had to have surgery on his esophagus right out of the womb. So, hey, you know, my sister was humbled. You wonder why we're good people? We were humbled. And speaking of being humbled, thank you guys so much for your continued support with the podcast. It means the world. So if you'd like to support us more, tell your friend to follow. Make sure if you haven't left a review, leave one on the iTunes or I don't know if Spotify allows you to do that. But if they do, please leave a review. It means the world. How many times can I say it means the world? Until I die. I will say it over and over because it truly does And I would not have been able to survive the most difficult time of my life without you guys, the listeners, my fans, and supporters. So I am eternally grateful for you. And as my little nephew, Elliot, was trying to say, don't forget to check out the YouTube page. He was promoting Blippi, which is just rude. You're welcome, Blippi. (laughs) But if you could check out my YouTube page, I am trying to get to 10,000 subscribers. But you know what? Fuck that. I want a million. I want a million. We're almost at 10,000. So help me get there. Help me achieve my dreams. And you can do that by going to youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso and click subscribe and then tell your friend. Tell your friend to be like, hey, have you gone through some shit and you want to laugh? This is your girl. Also, make sure you guys give me a call because you can be featured on the podcast. And this is a Dr. Plupo. (laughs) Plupo? Blippi? Plippy, a Dr. Peluso episode. So if you don't have an opportunity to go to my IG page on Monday or Tuesday to get your question in, you can always give me a call 513-916-0930 or you can head over to my IG story and submit your question that way. Yes. Yes, we are here doing it. Peluso episode, Dr. Peluso episode. We get into a lot of stuff in this one. A lot of a lot of nutsack chatter which leads me to believe that a lot of you aren't reading during this quarantine so at least I'm here to help answer the tough questions and one of them involves why someone's nuts smell like honey and I love nuts and honey I'm gonna go get something to eat you guys enjoy the podcast sharp tongue podcast Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Peluso. It's a personal 
look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. you probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. Oh my god, I probably should have brushed my hair before I started. We are doing a Dr. Peluso episode. Oh, you guys can't even see Brad back there. Wait, let me shift the camera. Because it's a, there we go. It's a real shame. He looks kind of, (laughs) he looks a little uh, short of a chromosome. We've got Nancy here, Nancy Finley, and Brad Pitt, uh, who got smashed on. Brad Pitt after a terrible car accident. This is a Dr. Peluso episode. Oh my God, I have my Crest White strips in. Okay, that's gross. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm just going to get these off. Super gross. I was wondering why I had a lisp, and it's because I'm trying to have white teeth. Why am I trying to have white teeth? I don't know, because I'm thinking Brad Pitt's going to come around and figure out I'm his girl. You know, I'm his his soulmate. Can you guys... I, I have a stethoscope. Okay, it's gotten legit. I am wearing a uh, thermal shirt from probably about 15 years ago in a stethoscope because I'm a board uncertified doctor. We're going to get right into these questions. If you're curious as to where you can submit your questions every Monday through Tuesday on my Instagram story, I do Dr. Peluso. And I started it years ago just as a fun thing to do to offer some advice from all of the things that I've experienced and things that I've been through, which is, you know, about seven relationships, three of them long distance, one of them ending in a restraining order. Um, you know, my mom and dad are dead. I really don't feel like I need to validate me being a board uncertified doctor because James Wickenheeler says I'm actually pretty helpful. So you're welcome ahead of time for me taking time out of my busy schedule. Is that lipstick or blood to answer your questions? Here we go. I got them saved. Let's get cracking into this. This is Jess Haymond. I missed the last one. Okay, new medical marijuana user. Best tips to use and stay productive as fuck. Well, Jess, here's the thing I think about productivity and pot. If you are naturally a lazy person, marijuana is going to heighten that. It's not like... I, I just don't believe that people lack ambition because of a plant. I think you already kind of lacked ambition. I'm not saying you are a person who lacks ambition. I'm elaborating on this because I defend and rebuke the statement that pot makes people lazy. No, pot makes lazy people lazy. So medical marijuana user? Look, marijuana is medical. So you calling it medical marijuana? It's redundant. Just call it marijuana or medicine. You know what? Don't listen to me. Call it whatever the fuck you want because life is short and I'm not your boss. But I think you go low and go slow. Or if you had a year like I did, fuck it. Put it in the bucket and put it in your pipe and smoke it. You know, but the thing about marijuana is sometimes you can get a little bit deep 
a little bit deeper than you wanted to, and you can experience paranoia, schizophrenia, um, hallucinations. You can experience disassociative properties. You can, you know, have a very bad experience. But the one tip that I always give with any, excuse me, with any sort of psychedelic hallucinogen, any sort of substance that you're going to use where you're going to have a psychoactive effect, this is from a board uncertified doctor, you should go and low, go low and slow. Take it easy. You know, even though life is short and everyone's like, oh, li- live in the fast lane and, and, and do what you want to do because life is short. Yeah, but you know, when you experience dying over and over because you overdosed on an edible, it's not fucking fun. So go low, go slow. And you know, I microdose. I, I smoke every damn day and I'm not bragging. I'm telling you my schedule. <laughs> I have my ant window over here. Let me see if I can show you guys without making this too shaky. Oh no, you can't. There's a huge, <laughs> fuck that. There's a huge dresser in the way. I'm in my guest room at my sister's. There is an ant window over here, not for ants, for me, A-U-N-T, where I puff and smoke my weed right out of. I smoke every day, but just a little bit, little zootsies, magootsies makes me feel good. And it's all dependent on the individual. Now, Joey Diaz, he's taking death stars with his coffee, you know, a thousand milligrams to start the day. So it's all dependent on your your purpose, your intention, and your, really, it comes down to your tolerance, which can increase and decrease as you go along through your your fun with marijuana. It's fun. You know, I've talked about this before, like I was always a drinker growing up and I still love alcohol. Let me tell you, if it weren't for tequila, grief would be really difficult to get through. This is not a grief survival guide episode. I have to remind myself, (laughs) but alcohol, I've talked about the phonetic, the sound of it, alcohol, it hauls you down. It drags you down. And tequila's fun. Okay, tequila's like, to me, it's like an upbeat drunk or an upbeat buzz. But alcohol in general is like alcohol. Marijuana is like joyful and it's generous. <laughs> Marijuana? It's like, yeah, I wanna. Who's Where is Mary? She sounds fucking great. So low and slow. Proceed with caution. And the most important thing, have fun. Have fun because life is short and find out what works for you and, and do it without giving a fuck what people think, truly. Um, eyes, eyes send the leaves, eyes and leaves, eyes and DNA leaves. It sounds scary, I gotta be honest. It sounds, I'm picturing like a Dateline NBC opening sequence of a girl who went missing and the only thing they found was her eyes in a pile of leaves. Probably not what you were going for, but question. Is it creepy to tell an attractive woman she's very beautiful or good looking, such as yourself? (laughs) Right after I get done saying how creepy your name sounds, you want to tell me I'm beautiful. You know, that's a really good question because a lot of dudes don't have game and it's awkward to talk to somebody new, especially coming out of this quarantine where we've been home in our sweatpants for a year. I'm not going to have any game. You know, and I'm like as smooth as it comes. (laughs) But as far as like telling a woman she's beautiful, I don't, uh, it's, it's not necessary. I I think you guys think because you tell us that we're beautiful, we're going to be like, 
oh, tell me more. Tell me more of what you think about me, strange man who I've never thought about a day in my life. And this is not me being an asshole. I'm just telling you what's going through a woman's mind when some motherfucker tells her from the street she's beautiful. And then there's dudes out there who are like, yeah, you should appreciate it because one day nobody's going to give a fuck about you. You're going to be ugly. Oh, what? Like your grandma? Would you talk to your grandmother that way? Is your grandmother ugly? Oh, no. She was a young woman once who got catcalled. Ask her how the fuck she feels about it. And on the other breath, it's like, yeah, I am young and I am beautiful. Maybe I should accept the compliment. But on the main breath, it's fuck you. I don't need to respond to your opinion of my looks. And spoiler alert, I wasn't put here on earth for my looks. Okay? I'm a clown. I'm a comedian. I was put here for my brain and my mouth, which has come in handy many times sexually and non-sexually, but more importantly, the thing that I've learned through life is it's not my responsibility to manage anybody else's opinion, expectations, or statements or sentiments. That's, I'm not your manager. I'm not your mom. I'm not your girlfriend, but you know, thank you for the compliment. Is it creepy? Yeah, because you asked it was creepy. So that makes me feel like you intended it in a creepy way. Like maybe you're like, you're beautiful. It's creepy if you say it and you're in my closet and I don't know. But if I'm like passing in the street and I do look fucking great, like today I'm just glowing because I got good sleep. If I do look fantastic, yeah, you can just smile and nod because I know, I know my skin is shining. I've got lip gloss on. I know. You don't have to tell me, but thank you. But just don't do it from like behind my car seat, you know, like over my shoulder from the back seat of my car. Just don't tell me I'm beautiful from over my shoulder from the back seat of the car. That's all I ask. Raymond276. Just want to say thanks for making me laugh on a daily basis. Love you, beautiful. See? perfect placement of beautiful. There's no expectation. A compliment came before it. It was just a button to his sentence. And you know what, Raymond, you're welcome. Both of you are creepy though. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I appreciate it. You know, we're all put on this earth for a reason. And then there's a handful of us who just aren't meant to do shit. And that's fine. I don't know if I'm a firm believer and everyone has a destiny and a dream. Some of you guys just don't give a fuck and you're fine doing jack shit. And that's cool. Not everybody has to have a goddamn dream. Dreams are expensive. But I will say that I do believe, obviously, because I've made a career out of it, even though I'm sitting on the floor of my sister's guest room by choice. I'm not like Brie Larson coming to you from the room like, what is sunlight? I I feel that I was put on this earth to bring joy to others and that I find purpose in making other people's days better. I realize that about myself more and more that my purpose on earth is to bring joy to strangers. And that's just what it is. It's what I'm most natural at. It's what makes me feel fulfilled and like I'm contributing. And and I take it, I'm very grateful for it. And it's I realize how hard it is to do when I'm going through difficulties in my life and where I feel like my energy levels are being occupied by other emotions that normally aren't useful to be funny, (laughs) like grief. But this isn't a grief episode. But I will say, thank you, Raymond. I appreciate that I make your day. Tell your friend eyes and leaves to get out of my closet. Daniel Heater. My new 
FWB started seeing a new guy. I'm having trouble moving on. What should I do? Formal. What's FWB? Formal. Former white bitch. My formal. My former. I don't know what FWB is. Do you guys know? I got to Google this now. Let's see what FWB means. It's probably something really um, like I should totally understand. Friends with benefits. Duh. God, I should have had some ginkoba biloba today. Okay, let's get back to the question. Daniel Heater, which is, is that a real last name? Are you a baseball player? Here comes the heater. I my friends with benefits started seeing a new guy. I'm having trouble moving on. What do I do? You're having trouble moving on because Daniel, you have something that men don't like to admit they have feelings. If you're having a hard time moving on from your friends with benefits situation, you have feelings for her. And you have one life. You have one chance, one shot, Eminem style. You know, your mom's spaghetti is on your sweatshirt, or it's about to be, and you got to tell her. It's as simple as that. You know, first watch the movie Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake for a little bit of inspo. You might just want like a little bit of unbiased inspiration. But for the most part, yeah, bro, you 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 caught the itis. She must have a beautiful heart and a tight puss because you caught the itis. And it's okay. It's okay. We appreciate you being vulnerable and upfront. So, and even if it doesn't work out, yeah, dude, rejection's real. Welcome to my career and world. I deal with 99% rejection. You got to get used to it. You got to get used to life not going your way. And also you have to get used to taking chances on yourself and betting on you, Daniel Heater. You're going to let... You're going to let Patricia go with Travis? Why are you going to let that happen? What does he have that you don't have? Oh, he's got a, a fuel economy car. I mean, who cares? He smells like hummus. And she's going to get sick of him. P- P- Patty's going to get sick of Travis. And you, you've you got to move in quick. And you just have to be completely honest and completely vulnerable and tell her how you feel. Okay? And it could go one of two ways. She feels the same way and it's about damn time that you fessed up your feelings or Travis has got that, you know, that monster D and you got to take the L. There's a lot of letters here that I hope you're reading between the lines and deciphering. Basically, if Travis has a huge dong, you've got to accept the loss. That's what that stands for. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Because the fact that you were vulnerable vulnerable enough to tell me, vulnerable, the fact that you were vulnerable enough to tell me how you felt tells me you have feelings. So don't bottle those feelings up. For what? Because you don't want to look like you're, you've got emotions? This is the fucking problem with you dudes. You just clam up. This was my ex. This is exactly how my ex was. With anything emotional. He would suck in his lower lip and just stare off. Like like he shut off. It was like a robot shutting down. It was like something, something emotional. Done. He was just like a robot who just didn't have it anymore. So get over that shit. You dudes, find a way to express yourselves. Not too much because it's gross. Okay. Fast back Mike. Why do you have such a fat camel toe? You know what, Mike? It's funny you should ask me that. I'm going to show you what I just ordered on Amazon. 
I'm going to show you what I just ordered because this is, oh, it's still in, oh, it's still in my cart. Oh, I got a lot of fun stuff in the cart. This is what I've been doing lately. I just get stoned and drunk and put things in my Amazon cart lately. Who am I kidding? Since 2016. Can you guys see these? I'll have it just pop up on the screen. You probably can't. But these are camel toe patch, cuccini camel toe pad. Just want to try it out. You know, I don't have a fat camel toe, but sometimes I have tight pants and, you know, there's a little cute, there's like a little... It's like a, it's like a teeny, it's like a fairy on her knees. That's what it looks like down there. Like a little sugar flyer, a sugar glider just on its knees. That's what it looks like. It's not that fat. So I rebuke you and I think you should really consider how you speak to women. Would you talk to your grandma that way? That's what I'm going to keep saying to you dudes because you always, oh my grandma, nobody messes with my grandmother. Yeah, well would you talk about your grandmother's camel toe? Because that puppy's been around for thrice as long as I have. Let's not go there, okay, fella? So my camel toe's about to not be so fat. Thank you, fat back. Or what's your name, fast back? <laughs> Chris, Chrisio Music. Does nut size have any correlation to penis size? You know, that's a really good question. I haven't really pondered this ever in my life. And I've been around many uh, twig and berry set, many uh, meat meat and potatoes, many uh, uh, fettuccine and meat the balls. I've never wondered about the correlation between the shaft and the nuts, the shaft and the sack. But I do know in nature where females copulate with more than one male that that creates a competition within the environment in that sometimes with certain species, especially like chimpanzees, uh, and a couple different types of monkey uh, species, their nuts can get huge because of the competition. So, because they can, the females can mate with more than one female within one ovulatory um, schedule. So, I do know that nut size can fluctuate depending on the competition within a certain species or environment, mating environment. So, you know, if you have small nuts, there's not a lot of dudes around. If this can, if this pertains to <laughs> human men, if you have tiny a tiny sack, you probably are a lonely a lonely man, a lonely. If you have a tiny sack, you probably you know there's not a lot of dudes in your radius. But if you have huge balls, you probably live with a house. You probably have seven brothers. So, as far as the penis goes, it's just got to be the right size, you know, and that's nothing you can do. You're just born with it or you're not. You'll find a parking spot that'll fit. Chenders is back. How do you stay in a relationship after your man selfishly eats all the queso? You don't. You don't. He's going to eat all the (laughs) He's going to eat all the queso? Wait, let me check. Hold on. If my man ate all my food, let me just check. I'm going to check his, let me check his heart. Hold on. Uh, right here. Here we go. Uh, yep. Oh, no, he dead. He eats all the snacks. No, that's not how we live. Women need to have snacks in the house and we need to have a variation of snacks and you can't eat it all. At least if it's almost done, you got to go to the store and order us a new one. Don't be rude. Don't be rude and eat all the queso. I, you should divorce him. 
Dysentery, Sean. My balls reek of honey constantly. You know, I really should... I really should screen these questions before I just go ahead and read them. But then again, it's not that fun. I don't know how I feel about nuts. I love nuts and honey, like the cereal, honey bunches of oats. It's great. Great combo for food. But when it comes to like skin and food smells and tastes, it it fucks me up. Like nuts aren't supposed to taste like honey. They're supposed to taste like, like, you know, salt, dusty luggage. (laughs) I just don't think nuts should taste like food because then I want to eat it and then you won't be able to have children anymore. And then I'm the asshole. Well, don't come at me with nuts that are so tasty. Peter Charlesworth, ideal penis size. What is it? You guys are so phallically obsessed. Ideal penis size. Again, Peter Charlesworth. Okay. (gasps) You can't have a name like that and be in debt. You better be rich. Ideal penis size. Okay, I'm going to be honest, and this is my opinion, but I do feel like a lot of women share this opinion. The ideal penis size is equal parts, a little, little, like a centimeter too thick for us, and like a centimeter too long. We want it to almost not fit because we honestly have... Some of us, I think, have a desire to just be destroyed, but in a loving way. And you can't have that with a teeny peeny. So if your girlfriend says that your penis is perfect, it's too small. (laughs) And if you ask your girl about what she thinks about your dick size and she goes, it's just right. So the moral of the story is don't worry about your dick size. It's what you got. You just got to find a girl with a parking spot that fits it perfectly, you know? And if if she queefs a lot, there's a little bit too much space in that parking lot. And I'll let you think about that on your own time. Carlo Celestino. Carlo Celestino. Big balls are caused by free balling. Oh my God, what? This is what happens when we're stuck in quarantine and you guys can't get out and socialize and learn new shit. You're just like... How big is penis size? What penis is too big? Are penises good? Should not smell like honey. My balls need to be free-balled. I mean, Jesus, read a classic. Free-balling? I don't think there's science to that, sir. It's not like a goldfish where if you get it, give it more space, it grows larger. It, it, there's, there's usually a reason things happen in nature like that. Like I said before with you know, the females that can copulate with more than one mate mate in uh, one, you know, thingy thingy, whatever I said before. Um, it, this You just having your nuts out, that's, they're not goldfish. I hope, and if they are, you've got to go to the doctor. If your nuts keep growing, if you just, <laughs> if the more you show them, the more they grow. The more you show, the more they grow. You got to go to your doctor. I, women don't like big nuts. I'm sorry. Maybe your grandma does, but we don't like big nuts. Did you like big nuts, mom? No. See? She says no. So put some pants on and let them get back down to the regular size. Buggy Dune. Am I the only one who's grossed out by fake fingernails? I mean, they're not gross. I'm a girl. I've had them before and sometimes they're fun and it feels good when you scratch your head, when you're washing your hair and giving yourself a little scalp massage and it always sucks when you get that one cracked nail and then your hair gets stuck. 
it, it is it is hard to wipe your butt with fake nails and it hurts you know sometimes you can like penetrate your own asshole trying to wipe it and it's it, it's great and horrible at the same time you know you like violated but also played with yourself in a way but then it's like I don't know if it's worth the blood but fake fingernails I just I don't think they are gross I think that they're just what girls like to put on sometimes you know it's it's a part of being a chick we're like look how cute thank you mine are all mine are terrible right now mine are so 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 brutal look at this it's they used to be long before I was dealing with the loss of my mom and now they're just the worst nails ever but I think that's I think maybe you should stop hanging out and dating strippers see how that see how that works out for you um I think you're French it sounds like it's monster biscuit do you consider burping on command to be a talent also can you burp on command no I sometimes I've burped into this podcast and I'm not gonna lie that is gross and the one thing that's weird about me is don't tell Brad Pitt this I do fart a lot, but they don't smell. It's just a lot of air, and it's not like painful or anything. It's just I'm a flatulent bitch. I think I have a lot of indigestion issues that I just don't address because I love food, but I will say <laughs> that burping grosses me out, and I know it's a double standard, but I every time I burp, I'll say, excuse me, but every time I fart, I'll just be like, you're welcome. Like I just lightened the mood in this room. I just made it fun in here. But when I burp, I'm I'm like, oh, God, <gasps> heavens to Betsy. I can't believe that noise came out of me. But then I'm like, <laughs> maybe I'm a child that's just never going to grow up. But don't tell Brad Pitt because I don't think he'd be into farts. And if he is, we're definitely made for each other. Psychomatis. What cologne should I be wearing? This is a great, great question. There's a cologne. I'm going to look it up on Amazon right now that honestly was such a hit a couple years ago and men and women can wear it and I don't know how to really spell it so I'm probably going to butcher it but I think it's called Comme du Garçon. Comme du Garçon. You know how like you just say half of the word sometimes when it comes to French? They don't like to say the the last letter because they're fucking French. Comme du Garçon. I, I don't know how. It, I'm probably butchering it. Let me see if I can find it. Comme du... Oh! Wait, wait, comme du garçon? Am I saying the right thing? <laughs> I'm probably not. You know how you like type things into to Google and they're like, did you mean Comets de Garçon? And you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's totally what I meant. This is the cologne. It smells so good. I'll show you the image. Let's see right here. This is the one. This one. It smells so good. Comme du garçon. As a dude or a woman, I like earthy smells. I don't like strong, like the stronger your cologne is, like it just reminds me of like, I don't know, like date rape, like bad cologne. And maybe that's deep embedded in my mind and my soul because I was date raped when I was a, a teenager. But there's something really, and I've talked about this before. I'm not just brushing over it, like breezing by the fact that I was raped as a child. It's out there you can find it on podcasts listen to um uh listen to my boy ryan sickler the honeydew podcast i talk all about it 
and on this podcast as well. But I, I don't like a strong smell. And maybe it is linked to that because smell is one of the strongest things linked to our our memory. So maybe I just don't like thick colognes because it just reminds me of douchebags. So pick something light, earthy, and oils are always a good way to go because oils really work well with your skin chemistry. And we're going to be like, oh, he's mysterious. Does he own like, is he a sultan? You know, when you when you smell like oils, it's like, oh, my God, did he does he own the pyramids in Egypt? We just assume that you're like a rich, rich prince. So use that as you will. Vanessa Terrell. I put nutmeg oil in my diffuser last night. See, bitches, we love oil. And I think I got high from it. Does that mean I'm washed up? (laughs) No, it's really strange, though. Can you get high from nutmeg oil? Let's Google this. Can you get high? We're going to ask Google right now. Google's the greatest. Can you get high from nutmeg? Not many people have asked it because it's not coming up at all. Nutmeg contains mitricinin, a natural compound that has mind-altering effects if ingested in large doses. The buzz can last one to two days and can be hallucinogenic, much like LSD. Um... We all have to go do some nutmeg, y'all. Why didn't we think about this before the holidays? Are you kidding me? (gasps) But then you go to like healthline.com and they're like, the dangers of too much nutmeg. Yeah, you're dancing for hours and petting the walls. That doesn't sound dangerous. It just sounds kind of creepy, but fun. Okay, so you're welcome for that little tidbit. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting us know that we need to smoke some nutmeg, Vanessa. So, yeah. You got high from it because it it's a real thing. My sis, my sisterine, my sister tangerine, whatever the compound was. <laughs> okay, let's see some more questions. Dysentery Sean is back. He says, Doc, it's been months. My balls still smell like honey and I literally have no idea what to do. SOS. Okay, go dip them in some granola and make breakfast for a honey berry. That's what you should do. You should go camping. And just lay with your legs spread and let a grizzly come clean your nuts. And you can have like a date too. Is that kind of gross? I don't know what you should do about your honey nuts. Get some Cheerios and have breakfast, bitch. Jesse Kess, how you holding up so far? Still killing it in the gym. I honestly, I work out almost every single day. I've probably missed about three or four days since November. And I meditate every single day. And just knowing that it helps me keeps me motivated and I took yesterday and today off in the gym because I'm a sore bitch I'm about to go get a massage (gasps) I love a massage a massage is like the only thing that makes me question my sexuality because if there's a woman rubbing me making me feel that good I'm like damn girl what else can you do but I I love dick too much it's just massages really are one of my favorite things in the whole wide world but I'm still killing it in the gym you know I'm trying to get Brad Pitt fit you know I am. You know I'm trying to get that like a river runs through it body. Like let's fly fish in this bitch. Tim Fresh one. Why? Hi. Want to make out sometime? No. Miss Kristen Rose. Thoughts on butt plugs. Now there's something to ponder. You know I've never used a butt plug, and I've seen some that are like off- offensively large. I worry. I'm all like if you want to do a little plug that's great I don't like to plug anything where it's an active shoot 
you know, I feel like that could develop issues down the road and I want to maintain the systems because the systems are good right now. But that being said, I'm not against anybody exploring their, their asshole. Get out there and explore it. You know, I think it's, it's a vast, a vast oasis and you're just one little butt plug away from some pleasure. Again, like weed, butt plugs, I would start low and slow, tiny, tiny amount and go slow and use some lube. That's for the butt plug, not for the weed. Unless you've already smoked it and you're horny, then get some lube and have some fun. Leon Vegasuarez. Leon Vega Suarez. Leon Vega Suarez. I like to get everybody's names right, but man, that was a tough one. Can I still have threesomes with two girls whose names I don't know during these COVID times? You know, that just sounds like a Petri dish of infection. And there are some places that sound like the COVID is bad. Like I think in California, Los Angeles specifically, it's one in three. And you're talking about three people. So as long as you're cool with one of you definitely getting COVID after it, by all means, go ahead and be an idiot. Nature will find some way to to get their payback. So, and maybe that's what COVID is. You know, maybe Mother Nature's just pissed that we won't listen to her and stop procreating so damn much and stop messing up her fucking house. Watch Mother, by the way, Darren Aronofsky's film about Mother Nature and God. It'll fuck you up. His movies are so damn visceral. I think that you honestly, a threesome is fine, okay? As long as everybody's consensual and you're not cheating on your pregnant wife or your pregnant boyfriend. I mean, these days I can say that and it's not crazy, but now I, I'm having a threesome, just a conversation now with my mom and Brad Pitt, non-sexual threesome. And we're six feet apart. Although my mom and Brad are kind of breaking the six feet apart rule. And I think she's kind of moving in on my man and I don't appreciate it, but why not, why not fill your mind instead of worrying about emptying your nuts? Now's a good time to find other ways to satisfy your desires, your urges, and your cravings other than cakes and cock. But I miss cake and cock. (laughs) I miss cock so much. Daniela Vagu. Is it a real last name? Vagu? You sound like a villain from Trolls. Again, quarantine cause COVID. Any ideas on how to spice up masturbation routine? See, this is a great question. Try to not use any porn. Use your mind. And breathing. You should really look into breathing exercises, Kama Sutra stuff. Like there is um, in tantric things. I had this sex therapist on my podcast. If you go deep, deep into my Sharp Tongue podcast, there was this sex therapist, this late, great sex therapist. She has since passed away. Psalm Isadora. Psalm, like a religious psalm. P-S-A-L-M. Isadora. I-S-O-D-O-R-A, I believe. And you can find her on YouTube. You can look her up. She still has things that are available to consume. But she taught a lot about tantric sex and how breath can help with masturbation and with sex and how breath can be its own um, sort of aphrodisiac. So I think if you think outside of your box and think about your <laughs> your oxygen box instead of your vag box, you might find that the connection between the mind and body becomes more aligned. And with women, that's really difficult. For some reason, we have 
a lot of us have disconnect between our ability to have orgasms and also be present. We need toys or we need to touch ourselves or, you know, and all these other things have to be perfect. And some women can just have orgasms easily. It's also very specified to the individual. So it's about figuring out what works for you. But I think trying to learn about how you can use your breath to achieve an orgasm is a really cool thing. Also squirting. You got to trim your nails, but you can learn how to squirt. You should basically turn your vagina into the next Cirque du Soleil. Like you can squirt and she's breathing and there's, you know, dry ice coming out of it and ping pong balls are popping out and get on OnlyFans and pay your rent. Truly. And that's a, that's great advice. Sherman. What up? Blakey Sherms. Five, four, six, five. Any updates on the Dr. P weed shop? Blake Sherman's one of my long-term, long-time standing fans and he always sends me gifts and merch ideas, which sometimes I take into consideration. I don't, what do we say the doctor? Oh my, yeah, duh, my dispensary. We have passed two of the inspections and we're still holding out that we're going to be able to open in 2020, which is huge. I invested in a dispensary five years ago and the litigation and legal process to get through it has been very daunting and constantly fluctuating because it is new legislation for California. Well, Newer in the sense that it's become legal. And so there's a lot of changes that happened. So hopefully we'll be open before the end of the year. I'm I, Every year I'm like, well, we're going to be open this year. My partner, Travis, and I, we always say incremental progress. So we are making incremental progress, but I think we're starting to come close to the ninth inning stretch. Is that how they say it in the baseballs? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, a couple more questions. Dysentery Sean is back. Doc, I'm suffering from a severe case of honey-scented testicles. I tried everything. I mean, he's... <laughs> Do you work with bees? I don't... I, I, let, let's Google honey... I, I have to Google honey nuts now because it's been three times that... Dysent- Do you have dysentery? I mean, is that a, a side effect of dysentery? Why? Here we go. Why do my scrotum, let's say testes, because we, you'll get a more like legitimate response. Smell like honey, you said. Smell like honey. Here we go. Let's see. Why do my testes smell like honey? Okay, the top causes of smelly balls. Are you guys ready? Oh, I can get 15%. I hate these pop-ups. Okay, one. It's what you're eating. Yeah. Are you eating, are you eating bees? Are you eating honeycomb? Um, let's see. You, you got to stop eating the junk food because that'll make your nuts smell really bad. Heat. Are you around heat? It says if you're around heat, your nuts will smell um, the right clothing. You have to make sure that there's space in your nuts, not like in your nuts, but around your nuts. Well, then you don't want them to grow like that other guy's nuts continually grow when, when they're free balling. Um, are you showering? I'm wondering if you're like dipping yourself in honey and then just not showering and finding a reason to ask me a question over and over. Are you sweating and not cleaning yourself? I mean, those are the main things that it seems to be showing what you eat. Are you washing your nuts? Are you wearing tight clothing? And do you work with bees? Those are the things we need answered before we can figure out how to proceed. Gogella, favorite Badu song. I love Erica Badu. 
I love her so, so much. Um, that's a tough one. Uh, there's so, it depends on my mood. You know, I have all of her albums. She, I saw her live and she's just the dopest performer. She's so unique and artistic and she's constantly evolving. And I love that she, you know, grows kale in her front yard. She's dope. Like, I just think she's such a unique artist. On and On is such a classic neo-soul song from that era. It's definitely one of my more favorite songs of hers, but I'll post a couple in the description of this episode. And I'll also include the article about nut size in correlation with competition within a certain species. I'll, I'll include that article so you guys can check it out. But um, yeah, I'll post some of my favorite Badu songs. I'll post some links. I can't really think right now. Let's see. Um, Jessica Spy. Jessica E. Spy. Mm, are you an email? Are, is this, am I being spammed? Cure for I am... Okay, Jessica E. Spy. Cure for I am personally responsible for solving all the world's problems disease. You know, I know a lot of people like that who want to save everyone. And what I've learned, because I've been like that in my past, is that it comes from, it's a type of procrastination on yourself. There's something you're not dealing with, whether it be a trauma or a responsibility or a goal. You trying to solve everybody else's problems is usually also indicative of uh, growing up in a chaotic household. You know, where you had to be a peacekeeper as a child, where that's not a normal position for a child to uphold. You know, normally you're the one who's being dealt with and, and coddled over. But when you have to sort of manage adults as a child, it can create this savior, you know, a fixer. You're a fixer upper. And a lot of girls are that way. And one of the reasons why we date assholes, we want to fix them. And it, it's a distraction from a lot of different things. It's a distraction from trauma. It's an avoidance tactic from responsibility. And it also is a coping mechanism. And so I think you need to ask yourself a deeper question of what are you not talking about? What are you avoiding? You know, my therapist, Breck Costin always says, the thing is whatever is not being said like the thing that's not being said is is what the problem is and so you have to ask yourself what you're not being honest about with yourself and that could be a number of different things and the answers and solutions will come beyond that but I think finding out what the source of it first is the most important is to find out what the source is first before you can proceed and fix it because you know trying to find the solution before you find the cause will just create this revolving um, effect in your life where you'll find some other way to fix somebody else down the road. And it's a really vulnerable question to ask. You know, I think a lot of women blame men for being assholes instead of asking, why am I dating an asshole? And that's just a an example. It's one analogy, but I think it's an analogy that people can really grasp because I'm sure some of you listening right now are dating an asshole and you never even thought to ask yourself why. And it doesn't go for just women. Men too. You're probably dating a bitch. Why? You know, if things certain keep if certain things keep reoccurring and happening in a relationship that are toxic, you have to ask why. Why is the most important question. Why do you think kids ask it all the time? tiny children because all they want is answers. They're figuring things out. Their brain is developing. 
we stop asking why because we know we think we know everything and really it's just our ego that has decided that it knows everything. The self never knows everything. The smartest man in the room is the man who knows he doesn't know anything. The man without the answers, the woman without the answers. And so the more vulnerable you get to realize that you can constantly learn and grow, the more developed you'll become as a human. That's what I've learned through my life is the more I realize I don't know everything is the second I start to learn new things. So I think you need to unlearn yourself, Jessica. I think there's a big value in unlearning yourself so that you can get out of your own way to become who you might be. I think there's a Buddhist saying that's something like, I I have to unknow who I am so I can become who I might be. And I'm probably butchering it, but it's basically letting go of the ego and stepping into the self a bit. I talk a lot about that. And I think that that's something that you can do is a great question for you to ask. I am personally responsible for solving all the world's problems. And the answer is because you haven't solved the problem within yourself, the biggest problem, the problem you're avoiding. So good luck, bitch. Get a shovel and some trail mix because you're going to be digging deep. Ashley, lay, Ashley, lay, Ashley, lay. Where do you get your chimples patch from? Mask breakouts are brutal. I get mask breakouts. I see I've got a couple healing right here. And I think I've got one right there. I found Patchology. I'll put the link. I'll put the link in the podcast notes. It's on Amazon. They are the one that works the best. Truly. Um, I'm going to put the sperm article, right? I said that. I'm going to put the patchology article. And what was the other one that I was going to put? Oh, my Erica Badu songs and E. Badu songs. So that'll all be in the description of the podcast. So you guys can click and have some more fun and learn some more shit about me afterwards. Tim Fresh One, he's back. Hi, yes. Thoughts on Cleveland Steamers. Would you rename yours the Syracuse? <laughs> Look, if you if your idea of getting back at somebody or sexual prowess and, and weird sexual fetishes involves shit, I really and this is something I recommend often and it's not for everybody, I really recommend you talking to someone. Poop and sex. And look, I'm an open person. I'm an open person and I get like butt plugs. Everyone has their own cup of tea when it comes to sexuality. But if it involves shit, I'm out the dough. You know, and what what exactly, this is the thing about Google. You can Google like the process to getting a vaccine pushed through uh, legislation. And you can also Google Cleveland steamers and you're going to get the answer to both. I don't know what a Cleveland steamer is. Let's see if it tells me. Okay, it just showed. There's. It sent me a company in Cleveland that steam cleans things. <laughs> what is a Cleveland steamer? Okay. Oh no! It's when you shit on someone's chest. If oh, a Cleveland steamer is where often in the act of a breakup, spiteful and rude, you have sex with someone, wait for them to fall asleep, and take a huge shit on their chest. Okay, I kind of take it back. I can see the value in this now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 
Okay, I take it back. I can see where this can come in handy. For that motherfucker who cheated on you or for that bitch who slept with your brother or for whatever the scenario is. It's kind of funny. And it's a great story that they're going to tell for the rest of their life. Like, can you imagine them being a grandparent and having to tell their grandkids that one day? You know, I mean, not that they would because it'd be embarrassing to be shat on, but to be the one to, to drop off the package. It's a, it's a great story to tell down the road. So I think for the story and for the retribution, because I know a lot of us get done wrong, it's funny. But I still recommend working on yourself more so than shitting on someone's chest. But it's hilarious. I have to be honest. And I'm glad that I learned so much today. I hope you guys learned so much. We have a couple calls. Let's do a couple calls before we get out of here. If you guys want to call into the podcast, call us at, um, let's see the number. Hold on. I'm going to get it right here. We are 513-916-0930. Give us a call into the podcast. Whoa, there's a lot of messages. I didn't realize this. Going back to January 5th, 513-916-0930. Okay, let's check this. Make sure I got the volume up. Here we go. Oops. Hey, girl. It's your boy, Lawrence, from the Panera Bread that you always come into. Anyway, I have an ongoing debate with my coworkers, um, one of the bread makers and uh, one of the prep salad guys. We have this bet going. They're saying your name is Jessica May. Jessica May. I'm saying Jesse May. Jesse May. They're saying Jessica May. Jessica May. And we fight, you know. The other night, we were cleaning up, and we got into this huge debate over it. Next thing you know, one of my coworkers, Terry, stuffs a handful of sun-dried tomatoes right in my face. Good thing I'm his friend and his boss, because otherwise he'd be over with his tail tied, looking for a job somewhere at a gas station, pumping gas. Anyway, maybe you can answer that for me. Yes, it may, or yes, it may. Yes, it may, or yes, it may. Thanks, girl. Keep up the good work. Oh, that was my old friend Florence from Panera Bread. I have a feeling that this is the gentleman who's called into my SiriusXM show with Brandon McMillan each week and had some other animal scenario. The The pronunciation of my name has been of a great debate, and I don't care how you pronounce it. You know, Jesse May, I, I traditionally, sure, Jesse May. Look how fucking shiny I am. Whitney Cummings thinks she's the shiniest bitch. No, no, this, I am illuminated right now. And this is just my natural skin. This is how my skin is naturally. I am the greasiest bitch ever. If anyone has great products for greasy bitches, please DM me. Let me know. I wonder if Brad likes greasy bitches. I, he better, but uh, listen, Jesse May is the traditional pronunciation but I've gotten Jazzy May, Jezebel, Jasmine, Jessamine, um, Jasmine, Jessame, Jesse May. Just call me. You know, truly I just give me a call. That's how I feel. Let's speaking of call, let's do another one. This is a long one, it looks like. Hey, Jessame. Uh I gave my girlfriend an edible earlier and we watched your podcast on YouTube, and I know you're hearing music in the background. It's one of the background singing, but I overdosed my girlfriend, and she can't stop singing Taylor Swift songs now. And she's looking right at me. That's the weird part, is that she's staring to it. We're watching football 
Well, I'm watching football. She's watching me. And she's singing Taylor Swift songs, looking directly at me. But we watched her podcast earlier, and she fell in love with you. And she's like, oh, my God, let's drop everything and go to California and find her. We gotta find her. And I'm like, we can't do that. Listen, you can't just show up in California. Come on, girl. But here's the, here's the, here's the point is that because she is this edible, she just might want to go to California. But I'm saying tomorrow. My son, he has school. He has school tomorrow. But I will uproot him so we can come and just be near Taylor Swift. Oh my god, his girlfriend is literally singing Taylor Swift in the background and it's just silent. I don't know where he went. I guess it's more like a uh, please help us. (laughs) Okay, well good luck with your girl singing uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah, please don't come find me in California. You know, come to my shows, but don't like show up at my house. That's not cool. You can show up at my other house, which is the stage when I get back out on the road. And, you know, I'll tell you what, you and your girl, you hit me back up. You didn't leave me your name, um, but shoot me an email, Comedy at gmail, and I'll give you tickets next time I come near you. Um, not, well, not, uh, not come near you when I perform near you. And I might, you know, that might be my next show where I just start coming on people. Okay, let's see. This one's quick. Jason of wisdom, I got a question. So I'm from, uh, you know, the Midwest. I, I, I am not familiar with what. <laughs> what? what? You're not familiar with how to use a phone? It sounded like you crashed. I hope you're okay. I really hope you're okay. Okay, let's do one more. Let's see. One more. Hey, Justin May. This is Mike from Colorado. Um, this was watching your uh, old episode with uh, Uncle Joey, and they really made my uh, day. Aww. You know how we do. We're going to smoke a little tutu roots and uh, keep it moving. Keep doing what you're doing. If you're ever in Colorado, um, hit me up. Like mine. Peace. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. He said, hit me up like my eyes. Okay, I see you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike from Colorado. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, I love all my old episodes with Joey Diaz. And uh, I just spoke to him two days ago. And I was asking him what I should do with where I want to live soon because I'm not sure if I want to stay in California. And I kind of feel like the open road calling me a little bit. I also feel like a sandwich is calling me. I'm really hungry, you guys. But thank you so much for all of your messages. Don't forget, if you want to call me, you can give me a call right on the um, 513-916-0930 number. And if you want to submit your questions for Dr. Peluso, you just do that right on my Instagram page. And that's Monday and Tuesdays. And then, um, you know, if you want to send me something discreet where you don't want it read over the air, but you do want my advice, just email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. And just remember that this life truly is short. It's the most 
accurate cliche that there is. And every day that you wake up, just realize that you're alive and somebody else isn't. So do something with that and do something for somebody else, especially if it's not your normal MO to give to others because you're afraid of being taken advantage of. A really beautiful thing happens when you start to drop your fears and worries about certain things and aspects in life and open your heart and be available to other people. But as a woman, obviously that's hard because we get murdered a lot. But for you guys, go ahead because it's so much safer for you to be (laughs) vulnerable than us. We get raped in alleys and it's not cool. But for the most part, life is short and find a way to contribute. And I hope that this contributed to your life today. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to like and subscribe and check out the YouTube page. And I appreciate you. What, what do you want to say to these people? Um, I don't know what to say, but you guys are weird. <laughs> she fired out the joints. I fired out the joints? What the heck does that mean? I'm glad you don't know. Hi, guys. Listen to the Elliot podcast and... This podcast is made by Elliot named Phil Jabot. <laughs> and this is Elliot Podcast. And, and you can always subscribe to my YouTube page when you want. You're going to bed. No, I'm not. I don't like her podcast anymore. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube page forever. <laughs> is that considered child labor? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.